When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. look at the stars and wish we welcome you to episode 49 of fangirls and fairy tales book pod i'm tiffany i'm megan i'm katie and i'm kayla this episode is sponsored by ali patterson thank you ali today we'll be discussing chapter eight of a court of mist and fury reminder to everybody that we are going to be pulling information from the entirety of the sarah j moss book so that's a Court of Thrones and Roses series, the Crescent City series, and the Throne of Glass series. You have been warned. Make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because if you like us, maybe they will too. But make sure that they are adults because we are explicit and we will say some swears. <laughs> follow us on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at Fangirls and Fairy Tales. It just rolls off the tongue, you know? It does. It, does. it like just that. does. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash fangirls and fairy tales book pod. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and you get exclusive content like our Discord channel, live recordings once a month. Our episode comes out early for patrons and it's posted to Patreon before everyone else gets it. So thank you all so much for your support. We super appreciate it. You can send any questions, concerns, etc. to our email at fangirlsandfairytales at gmail.com. Gmail. Thanks for that. <laughs> Catherine. Katie. Ew. So, Katie. Yeah, that was kind of gross. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Only I can call her Catherine. <laughs> and it's usually when I'm scolding her. <laughs> I love a good Tiffany scold. Mm-hmm. We all. Uh, chapter summary. After returning from the night court and being pumped pun intended. For details, Farah and Tam spend one day together before he gets called to the border and leaves her guarded and imprisoned in the house for a week. He returns for the tithe and Farah is basically told to shut up and sit pretty by his side. Thanks, Ianthi. While he accepts, Reed demands, tithe of gold, jewels, chickens, crops, or clothes. As long as it's in the correct amount that they owe. It doesn't matter what it is. That's very generous of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lucian tallies it all up, and Ianthe stands at the door in the back, offering comfort and benedictions and a promise 
that the world is better now that good has won out over evil, which I said that is so insidious and lulling them into a false sense of security so they don't see and therefore fight against Highburn with what's coming next. It's, it's pretty gross. Insidious. Yep. <laughs> what a Five word. Five hours in to the tide, <laughs> everyone gets tense as, oh, sorry. There, it's a water wraith's turn to pay her tithe, and everyone gets really tense as she approaches the dais. She's, like, described as looking horrific. And Feyre says she's seen them before, but, like, from a distance, because there's five that live in the lake near the house. Uh, the wraith begs for Tamlin's mercy, as she cannot pay her tithe, because there are no fish left in the lake. And That has to be so scary. It to is. like not have any fish left, like what are you supposed to do? We don't. Well, you starve really or you die. Either way, like, right? You know what I mean. Kind of makes me think of a bug's life. So she's begging, right? She's like, "Please, we're hungry. There's no fish in the lake." And Tamlin's face was like granite. Regardless, you are expected to pay. The crown atop his head gleamed in the afternoon light. Crafted with emeralds, sapphires, and amethyst, the gold had been molded into a wreath of spring's first flowers, one of five crowns belonging to his bloodline. Like, that's disgusting. He's sitting there with one of five crowns with all these jewels on his head, demanding this hungry person, fairy, whatever, give him, like, what the heck? I hate it. It makes me Ugh. so uncomfortable. The tith is he awful. He says there are no exceptions. You have three days to present what is owed or offer double the next tithe. Calm down, bitch. Disgusting. Farah is aghast and reminds Tamlin they don't need fish because they have an abundance of wealth. She asks him to reconsider, but Tamlin insists there will be no exceptions. Um, Farah's like, we don't need these things. Why do we need a golden fleece or a jar of jam? If she has no fish left, three days won't make a difference. Why make her starve? Why not help her replenish the pond? I'd spent years enough with an aching belly to not be able to drop it, to want to scream at the unfairness of it. Go, favorite, go. Mm. His emerald eyes softened as if he read each thought on my face, but he said, because that's the way it is. That's the way my father did it and his father and the way my son shall do it. Barf. He offered Boomer. a smile and reached for my hand. <laughs> Someday. Like, he thinks he's having this sweet moment with her, and she's, like, completely disgusted. Yeah. Yeah. That is boomer mentality. I wrote Barfaroni in my book. Oh, I say that! <laughs> is that where I got it from? Probably. Is it? Probably. I heard your voice in my head when I wrote it. Oh, oh, oh gosh. What an honor. Barferoni, <laughs> I say fibberoni a lot for people who tell fibs or lies. It's just like fibberoni. a nice way of being like, you're a liar. Fibber. Fibberoni. Vera <laughs> claims she needs fresh air and leaves the hall with three sentries trailing after her, of course. She chases down the wraith and asks her how much she owes. She takes off her ruby studded gold bracelet, rips the gold necklace from her neck and the diamond earrings from her ears and gives them to the wraith, telling her to give Tamlin what she owes and use the rest to buy food for her and her sisters. The wraith is hesitant, thinking Favor's tricking her or something, like into a bargain. But she eventually accepts and promises that she will not forget this kindness, nor will any of her sisters. And that will come back. Ding, ding, ding. Mm -hmm. 
Dinner that night is a wee bit tense. <laughs> Stamlin confronts Farrah for this. He says that she undermined him and the laws of the court. And he calls the wraith a gluttonous fairy. Hate it. And just like... How? This is, like, bet- <laughs> right? right? Between the Ianthe, like, you know, being all... Oh, everything's good now. Good one out over evil. And like this, like this is telltale, like propaganda bullshit. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. like making it the fairy's fault, like victim blaming. Like it's disgusting. Ah, <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. I could go on and on about that. Um, he says that Feyre made the entire court look weak. Feyre fights back, citing her experience with starvation and saying she's going to let the wraiths sh- She's not going to let the wraith starve because of some ridiculous rule that your ancestors invented, she says. Uh, Lucian tries to defuse. <laughs> However, I'm going to read again from the book. Tamlin's emerald eyes were feral as he snarled at Lucian. Did I ask for your opinion? Those words, the look he gave Lucian and the way Lucian lowered his head. My temper was a burning river in my veins. So she's like beseeching Lucian, look up, push back. He's wrong. We're right. And Lucian's jaw tightens. The force thrummed in me again, seeping out, spearing for Lucian. Mm. She's like trying to tell him, don't back down. Like she's trying to, she's trying to mind to mind, speak to him. Yeah. As like people just do in those situations, except she actually accidentally goes into his head. She sees Whoops. some of his memories. She mm-hmm. feels the way that he, he thinks and his hopelessness. And when she blinks back into her own mind, she feels sick over having done that. And she realizes, oh, I got this gift from Reese. <laughs> um, she goes to leave. Tamlin gets pissed again. And Ferris sees two burned handprints on the wood beneath her napkin. And she hopes that they did not notice. That's the end of that chapter. Well done. Well done. Oh boy. So much. So much wrong with this chapter. It really is. Um, but it's so, it's a good one because, you know, yes. it sets up the life saving later. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it shows um, that Feyre can think on her own mm-hmm. in front of Tamlin. Yeah, that was one of the things that I highlighted was like the foreshadowing for how the wraiths are going to help her mm-hmm. in the future. Um, like literally save her life yes yes um and that's when they're getting the book right it's in this book they're but aren't they like obtaining a book oh when they're getting the book yeah yeah okay it's when they're trying to get the book of breathings that's okay that's what i thought Mm -hmm. in the summer court yeah or half of it yeah um so also Feyre remembering what it felt like when she had nothing and telling Tamlin that they don't need these things, I think is just like a sign of true leadership from her. Mm-hmm. Like she, and I also think that that says a lot about what a good leader should look like in general, someone who has experienced um, what it's like to, you know, actually live in the city that they represent or, not had money growing up and understand what people actually need. Yeah. Um, So I just think that that is also a little bit of foreshadowing to like how she is going to lead in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then also how Tamlin talks to Lucian, but then also how <sighs> Feyre goes into his mind without realizing, I think it's just like, I think that that is like a, like a turning point for her with realizing her powers. Mm-hmm. Like she, it's not that she didn't believe Reese. Um, I think she's scared of it. But she's like, oh shit. Yeah, I just did. She didn't know she could do that. What does right. she call it? And what else? She calls it something when she, after she realizes she goes in. Uh, I think she said it was on page 95. She says. Violation. She calls it a violation. Violation. Yeah. She feels so awful about it. And she immediately, I love how she says, I knew who that gift had come from. And that is italicized. And I just thought that that was like. Just kind because of funny for her. Very negatively of that gift. Yeah, right. But like, and like, use the right way. It's not right. a mm-hmm. violation. But like, think about the power with that. That's how he destroys people. You right. know, with half a thought. Half a thought. Um. Also, the fact that doing that and thinking about that gift and who it came from makes her want to puke. She says, <laughs> right. she says my dinner rose in my throat but i willed it down um after realizing where that came mm-hmm. from yeah um i just absolutely hate that moment of like he like shames lucian basically mm-hmm. the in, did i ask you for your opinion right. god he's the not co- a child and then in exactly. a few chapters we see farah in the night court and she's like blown away by how how insubordinate so to speak like he lets cassian cassian and asriel and more and Amran be to him because it's a conversation and they lead together yeah right? and he rarely is like i'm the high lord and this is you know and like she's just not not seen that mm. yeah that's that's tamlin doesn't have the support of a court because no. he thinks his way is best i mean that's truth that's so true just in like hearing him say like that's how my father did it and his father and that's how my son will do it well does he say katie k in the chat asked does he say my son or our son i think he says my son i think he says my he does say my yeah i think it's my the way that my father did it and the way that my son shall do it yeah you make me one of that what if you and only then have offers daughters her a smile that's disgusting yeah yeah i thought of that too when i was reading it's like oh would you be offended or he ashamed would. if you had a he daughter would. he would yeah, henry he the would. eighth he would absolutely shit. you know what be i mean one of those guys that you see on like like the gender reveal parties I, and the guys like losing their shit yeah. i hate those men sorry i'm that not sorry shit they want from me <sighs> <laughs> katie what you got what do I have? Yeah. Um, sort of just continuing to hate on Tamlin. I hate that crown so much. It, it makes me such sick. a bad message. Yeah. You're sitting up there for what? They're going on four or five hours of doing this? You're sitting up there looking fresh as if you just started taking things from these people. Like, look at how Reese leads. He clearly lives a life of luxury. He has so much stuff going on. Over, he's got houses. Like, he's not hurting for anything. But neither is his people. Right. Mm-hmm. I I, hate it. I just think that like the the pointing out the crowns and everything too, also just made me think of all the conversation about the crowns that the royal family holds mm-hmm. and like where all of those like gems came from and just like how they're mm-hmm. 
you know, not really theirs. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, it made me wonder like, where did those gems come from for Tamlin's? Yeah. How did that, how did those crowns get created? He, it says they own, he owns five in his yes, family. That's one of five family yeah, crowns. Yeah, so like, like, I don't know. And I just, again, like pointing out how Feyre is going to lead where she's like, we don't need these things. Like, why are we yeah. demanding this of people? Especially because like, I mean, what he gave them, how many months of grace, like six months of grace or something since that is nothing. Think no. about, I'm thinking about like, covid times and like the forgiveness on student loan payments like yeah, and they the had economy the naga and like they had yeah. all these like terrifying fairies like in their yeah. space and taking their stuff like six months is not enough Mm-mm. yes katie um i just thought about like if you compare them as leaders tamlin and i almost said lucian reese mm. tamlin like has to wear a crown and like have this like big beastly like appearance to like act like a leader but reese does not yeah it kind of like is totally telling on how they feel they need to be perceived i just Mm -hmm. love the way that sarah wrote that like i didn't notice it the first time i was reading this like this whole chapter like i was grossed out by tamlin but having (laughs) having the description of his crown right in the middle of the Mm -hmm. wraith begging him for mercy because she doesn't have any food is like just very, very good writing. Yeah. It's like very telling of like what she's trying to get across with him. Yeah. It's not just a description of the scene, you right. know? Yeah. It's very much like personality and leadership differences and how he is just, he's in the wrong here and he'll never admit it, but he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also like later on says, we have enough to deal with. Oh, Favor's telling her, like, telling him, like, why can't we, like, help them keep the pond stocked? And he said, we have enough to deal with as it is. Giving handouts won't help her in the long run. That is such a tie to real life, and it makes me so mad. And Mia brought up, um, this is those folks who want to talk about poor folks getting fat and rich on welfare. Like, sure, are there always going to be some person or someone who takes advantage of the system? Yeah, because humans are flawed, and that's just how it is. However... It could really help somebody else. It could help Big many time. more people. Yeah. Than the amount that are going to take advantage of it. And like and they talk yeah. about this gluttonous lesser fairy. Mm-hmm. And like all I see from her is her coming and like begging him and being kind. And, and like what trouble has she given them where everyone's like repulsed by her? Why? Because she's, I don't know why, you know, mm-hmm. I hate it. I know she's lesser. Yeah. Yeah. I also don't like that term. Lesser it's, fair. It's terrible. Lesser fay. Yeah. Tis my turn. Yeah, go for it. Mm. All right. Um, I know that we were talking about um and favorite favorite things like earlier on about like having a friend. She calls Lucian her friend, and like Ianthe is like a friend type, right? She leans on her a lot during like wedding prep. Yeah. And so when she gets up to leave, um, I Anthe tried to catch me as I stormed by, but I ignored her. And I wonder, Ianthe strikes me as somebody who would like latch on to that thing, that one thing that someone does and like holds grudge forever and like never forgets it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the fact that Feyre storms by and ignores her really is like 
this is the beginning of your end. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. I missed that. <laughs> well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially because Feyre has been leaning on her so hard. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to like be like, nah, I got this right now. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Yeesh. Um, something else I wanted to talk about was, so they're eating and, and whatever. And it's like, here we go. Right. That's what Lucian says. Um, because you undermine the laws of this court when you behave like that, because this is how things are done here. And when you hand that gluttonous fairy, the money she needs, it makes me, it makes this entire court look weak, looking weak. Right. So, he's more worried about what the spring court looks like to everyone else rather than what is actually going on in the spring court and wanting to actually do something about it and fix it that way it he doesn't have to make it look a certain way it just is and that ties into what we were talking about like the difference in leadership between him and Resand is you know, Reese is just like natural born leader. People respect him. He respects his people and he takes care of them. Um, Tamlin, on the other hand, calls, you know, the poor people gluttonous when they accept help. And Farah has the idea, which goes along with how Reese leads is like help them stock the pond rather than just like you pay this or you die but they're dying either way mm-hmm. right so yeah Vera tries mm-hmm. and then i just wanted to point out like her powers that are showing up i mean we talked about obviously like the night court and the mind speak powers but like how um she feels the force beneath like her skin stirring, undulating in her bones. It's like, it's almost as if it's um, waking up and the, the fire that shows up with the burned handprints on the wood. And she's really like, Oh, hope they don't notice that one. So I wonder, I'm, I mean, it's like she can feel it stirring. And then moments after that, she jumps into his head. So I'm like, did you wake it up with your, like your passion? And I don't know. Cause she's standing up for herself here. Like for the first time she's giving pushback. You know, it makes me think of when she looks in, I'm going to forget the name, but she f- looks in the mirror and she has to deal with seeing her true self. Oh, it's the mirror uh-huh. of Aaron said. <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So like, I think, I mean, she first in the beginning of Thorns and Roses, she can't be herself because she's taking care of her family. Right. She has to put all that stuff aside and like slowly she starts finding it all the way through until she's the Pharaoh that we like know and love. Right. So -hmm. I think now is also that battle of accepting who she is, which includes all her powers and that beast that she in the end sees in the mirror. Yeah. Does she talk to him like this before? Like before now? Mm hmm. Not really. I think, I think that their role 
Yeah, their role has been like he was the one he was the keeper of all the information and she was new to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't talk it's don't right. you talk to me like that. I said baring my teeth. I feel like she woke it up in herself. Mhm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mhm. I mean, it was probably because she just had a sense of actually being included. Yes, she mm-hmm. just had, and Reese just and came like back laid it shot. all out for her, and I yeah. think that that stuck more than she realizes because mm-hmm. she's like, wait, like this, it because in the, this chapter opens up with like her saying she asked Ianthe to explain what to anticipate for the tithe, and she said Tamlin would take care of everything, and I should watch from his side, observe. Mm-hmm. So I think that she's starting to realize like what her role truly will be if she stays here. And AKA no role. Yeah. And so I think yeah. that she's fighting back against that now because she can see it more clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Also, after she says that, she says, um, easy enough and perhaps a relief to not be expected to speak or act. And I wrote in my book, the way that Feyre minimizes herself and tries to convince herself that she wants this mm-hmm. is just like so consistent throughout the beginning of this book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She tries but really she- hard, but that's just not you girl. <laughs> yeah. But it had been an effort not to look at the eye tattooed into my palm to remember what Reese had snarled at me. And I said, Reese is in her head. Mm-hmm. Like literally. And, and also like, you know what he's, what he's <laughs> getting to her. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. It makes me happy for her. I know. It's like that it came at such the perfect time. And I think that it was like long enough to give her some distance from Reese. uh, And like let her get a feel for what her life was going to be like at the spring court. And then like he came in and showed her what he showed her. uh, Included her, gave her information and now she's going back to this stifling mm-hmm. existence. And it and it was something that, like we were just saying, she was trying to convince herself she was okay with. But as soon as she gets a taste of what it doesn't have to be, it starts making her question more. Is Reese a mastermind? Mia said she's totally. meant to be ornamental. Mm-hmm. Totally. Ugh. I also on the on page eighty nine when they're when they're describing the scene and Lucian is there, Lucian stood at the front of the dais, tallying every amount, armed to the teeth, like the ten other sentries stationed throughout the hall. That bothered me. Like, and I'm like, going to happen. Dumbass. The way that they present with hostility, mm. yeah. it's very authoritarianism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a subtle thread, like a show of force against the people. Like that mm-hmm. they're they're in opposition. Well, Tamlin's wearing a crown. They're all armed to the teeth. You know, like it's very, it's very telling of the type of leadership and government that they have in the Supreme Court. Makes yeah. me think of peacekeepers. And it's just Hunger like Games. a tiny little oh, yeah. three word, mm-hmm. armed to the teeth. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, but yeah. like it says so much. Mm-hmm. Dude, the peacekeepers in Hunger Games are so terrifying. It's messed up. Oh, and then he's sitting on his giant throne. <laughs> on his giant throne. I clutched the arms of my chair, a small seat of oak beside his giant throne of carved roses. Oh, what a yeah. D-bag, man. Right? Just, like, <laughs> minimizing her in every way. But, yeah. then, but then she goes, as High Lady of the Night Court, 
And, and <laughs> Reese stands up there and says, sit on my throne. And then he's like, bow, bitches. Right. Yeah, right. Like the contrast. Can we yeah. talk about that? Freaking, God, I can't wait. I can't wait till she sits in his lab. Let's just be. That's some hot shit. Yeah, it's that's that's like the hottest chapter. Yeah, it's so hot. (laughs) Also, Farrah's kindness in this moment, she like when she gives her rubies and her stuff to the rape, Mm -hmm. she there's like a whole bunch of people watching her. There's sentries watching her. And I just think that this is like a really. It's like the seeds are already being planted for the discord that she's going to sow when she comes back. In, in the next book mm-hmm. because people are like, oh, I know what kind of person she is. They're going to be more apt to like trust and believe her. So it's just not that that's what she's intentionally doing, but that is the byproduct of like showing kindness. Then people trust you. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't take much for her yeah. to, you know, to expose the crap and have people believe her and like want to protect her. Like the sentries want to protect Feyre. Yeah. 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 Tamlin is making me feel like for Pharaoh's position in his life, it's like the children should be seen and not heard. It's like that kind of thing. Like you, we want you to be here because you're like a figurehead of like how we dispelled evil, but you can't do anything. Don't, don't speak up. Just look, just look pretty. <laughs> Hate it. Um, so An- Anika. Or Anika. I- Anika. 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 Annika. Wow, Maggie. You got it right. I love you. Tiff had it right. I went to Annika. school with an Annika. <laughs> okay. I like what Annika said. Oak is usual is usually a symbol of strength. I wonder if that was on purpose for Feyre. Ooh. I like yeah, that. but it's so small. Yeah, but it's yeah. just gonna but like power's gonna grow. I think that maybe it could have been a symbol in the sense that like it wasn't done on purpose by the spring court to give her strength right. but it is symbolic that she's sitting oh in, i like that you know what yeah. i mean yeah so i like, like it that she way. will have strength it's nothing yeah. to do yeah. with tamlin it's just her <laughs> okay i yeah, like no, that nothing better. ever has anything to do with fucking tamlin <laughs> <laughs> except when she's literally unfortunately fucking tamlin. Yeah. yeah yeah the only other thing i wanted to say about this chapter for my for the lucian people out there this is like one of the only times we get good insight into his brain and it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. She says thoughts slammed into me, images and memories, a pattern of thinking and feeling that was old and clever and sad. So endlessly sad and guilt ridden, hopeless. Mm -hmm. That's what she feels and sees when she's in him. And that breaks me. That's (laughs) what happens when you have garbage family garbage family and then he gets quote-unquote saved and like tied to a garbage high lord who is his only friend and he has this weird stockholm syndrome relationship with i need him to have a happy ending do you think she's gonna make that happy for or happen for him i'm really scared to be honest i I am too i feel like he's not like part of our I mean, our inner circle people, you know what I mean? So I'm not sure how... He would be an easy one to... Yeah. I feel like she might do that to us. Unless he's actually Elaine's mate. I think he is. I think he is. But that doesn't mean he can't be killed. 
Yeah. I just meant that he could be, he could find his, that would be fucking sad. He finds his family in his inner circle and then. Oh, uh, Remus Lupin. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh. Just, oh no, oh, man. Just go live in the day court with your daddy. <laughs> day court. No, not the autumn court. Final uh, chapter thoughts. <laughs> and not the spring court. I just, uh, every day we talk about him, I like him less. Who? Well, he Tamlin. just continues to show Tamlin. more true colors every time. And like now, I, like that Feyre seeing it too, it yeah, just brings more I, and more to light. It just, just gets worse throughout yeah, this book in the next does. two. And like, I feel like I feel bad. Like, I don't want to just like shit talk Tamlin the whole time. We're not, though. We're just pointing out what we're seeing. He's just like really not a good person. Megan, it like, really sucks all. to suck. And we're it not going to be apologists over here. Like, I know. I'm not. You have trauma, no, yes, no but means. it doesn't give you the right to act the way you do right yeah he andrea says don't feel bad he's a manipulator that i think it's just like it's so it's like so much more so much more telling now reading it again that is like holy shit he's so fucking manipulative the entire premise of their relationship is a lie it's Mm. all manipulation and he tells her that like Oh, the treaty led me right to your door. The treat? No, that was made up. Yeah, that was freaking made up. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yes, it's it's just impossible not to see all the manipulation that has taken place, and it's like he wants to continue that dynamic in their relationship, and she's like, "What? I just saved all y'all all asses. Yeah, all y'all asses. All <laughs> y'all. All y'all." <laughs> My yeah. uh, absolute last final chapter thought is mm-hmm. Kayla's wearing the same color as the cover of Miss and Fury, and uh, I really oh. appreciate it. <laughs> Please tell me. Yes. I didn't. If, oh, oh, you should have like, lied. I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I love I mean, it. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. I absolutely <laughs> intended that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love okay. it. Um, Mirror musings up next. Our new portion of the pod where we'll pick a popular fan theory and give our initial yes or no gut reactions to the theory, then discuss it together. Be on the lookout on Discord and Instagram for opportunities to submit theories for us to talk about on the pod. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Pray tell what musings shall you share with us all? Today's theory and question is... Ah! (laughs) Will Aelin show up in House of Flame and Shadow? Yes, no, Tiffany. Um, I'm going to say no, but I think she'll show up later. Okay. I think there's too much groundwork. I can't, I'm not supposed to explain, but I think there's too much (laughs) groundwork that we need to get going before we jump to having fun with her. Okay. I want Manon though. (laughs) Kayla. I say no. But there will be a mention or like some sort of connection. Some, there, Yeah, there's going to be something that where we all know that 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 line is referring to Aelin. Got it. But I don't think she's going to physically show up. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. I, I just don't think we're ready yet. I think Do you she, think like. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Oh, Jinx, no. you owe me coke. We didn't say it at the same time, Katie. You really did. <laughs> did in my head. <laughs> I was going to say, just like, I think that um, Rowan and Aelin are going to be a part of like that last battle that I had canon have created in my head. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they're going to be there for that. So I was initially thinking, yes, but I think that now I want to say, will we physically see her? No, but will we know a reference? Yes. We sh- I like We should have. Okay. Next time we do this, we need to give the yes or no, and then we can circle back and everybody can give like a short reasoning. Yeah. Well, that is, that is what we were supposed to do. I know. <laughs> I know. We're not good okay, at Okay, the next time we do this, let's actually it's do you. We'll get there. Uh, so I was going to say yes, but I think that that's correct. I think that, are we going to physically see her? No, but I think that we will know that she's coming. I mean, I won't be mad about it. No. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. I fucking love Aelin. She's going to be like D&D that characters last based call. off of Aelin. You know, that last call that we need. I think that we'll be more likely to get a different connection from that world than we would be to get her. Like, I don't think she would be the first connection to that world we see. Who is? Okay. All right. Who is? I think it's more likely we would get Dorian and Mm. or Manon Manon. or someone very close to them. And then we would have or Yurine and we would have like. Oh, I like that. More because if if she does eventually, which she has like said, like, but am I done with? She's you know, not. She's not. So I think that if we do get it, we'll get like a spinoff series, and mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think it's going to be Aelin centered because her story has been told, and she wants to let her rest. Now. I want more Manon. Like, <laughs> I want. I love Manon. But, She's my favorite character from that series. I love Manon too. I think that um, Dorian has a very good chance of dying if he comes back in this battle, though. <laughs> Sorry. Everyone. What if at the end of the third Crescent City, we get a tie-in to Throne of Glass like we did? That could be like the next cliffhanger. Or that'll be the next Akatar book. Maybe Aelin will show up there. Oh, interesting. That's good. That is interesting. I feel like it would be too predict, like too easy if it was just at the end, like like a uh, Hosab. That's true. Right. Like just doing yeah. the exact same thing, but again, yeah, mm-hmm. like it's. I, yeah, I that could she's... be interesting if, like, what she's writing now that is the fifth Akatar book is is where we get... Like, there's like, groundwork. Where we get a connection, yeah. yeah or there's... just Throne of Glass in general. If Throne of Glass feels more closer realm-y-wise to Akatar, so it just feels more yeah. natural that that might happen. But, I mean, Chris, hello. We didn't Crescent, see Bryce yeah. falling right under fucking face Anne's front lawn either, though. Yeah, so. we didn't. I did not see that coming. I love what she's, she's doing Ann? to us, but yeah. it's face also Ann? painful. You've never heard face Anne? Are you serious? <laughs> I said it yeah. earlier. Thanks for noticing. She did say it earlier. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go read Crescent City right now. So I'll talk to you <laughs> <later>. <laughs> I do this every time. I yeah. do this every time. I'll be reading it soon. Where are you at, my baby? I'm on Frost and Starlight right now. Okay. I'm still. Are you pushing to get done before January 30th? 
Oh, I will be done. Yes. Okay. I think that I am officially going to be switching to SJM for the rest of the year. I think that do all it. of us need to do that. Katie's already obviously in that boat. My, my literal whole year has been locked. SJM. Katie's goal is to finish Throne of Glass by the end of the year. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah, I you can totally do that. Myself, do yeah. Are you my audio booking or physical booking? Both. Good girl. <laughs> it depends on like if I'm like over at the gym i'll put it in my ears but if i like mm-hmm. have time to sit down and read it i'll just flip flop back and forth yeah yeah do you guys think that i could read all of them before the next if you do audio yes the way that you listen? portion of them yes yeah why not listen at 1.8 or something i'll do it at two or higher yeah <laughs> wait where where are you starting where are you trying to start do you want to um, do a publication reread? That's what I'm doing. I kind of want to do a publication reread. So I would start what? with Throne of Glass. Well, Before January 30th? No. Yeah, Assassin's Blade. No what? way. Yeah. Whoa. It's only 15 30th. books. Whoa. Yeah, most of them are 800 plus pages. But <laughs> Dude, if you if do that, listen, if you do that, I will buy you, unprompted, not related to the game, I will buy you a case of Summit Cola. Oh shit! It's on the line oh. now, man. It's I on. I don't think you know what I'd do for some Summit Cola, Tiffany. Oh, girl. <laughs> oh, up the ante. I'll buy you a case too. Two cases okay, of Summit Cola it. by January thirtieth. Roll ups. Oh. Seventy-two pack of fruit. Oh, I have fruit roll ups. Oh my god, I want a freaking fruit roll up. Oh, you came oh, with. We're snack. still recording. Yeah, we are. <laughs> okay. Oops. Um, Katie. Socials. Can you do socials. Yeah, social meds. All right, myself. I almost said myself and Katie because it says Megan and Katie. <laughs> myself and <laughs> myself and myself <laughs> are on Instagram and TikTok at the Peaches Family. Tiffany's on Instagram and TikTok at Tiff Swish underscore Flick, mm-hmm. and Kayla is on Instagram and TikTok at at Sincerely Kayla Dawn. Mm. Thank you for listening, and thank you to all our patrons for your support. We appreciate you so so much. Take care, and remember, only you can decide what breaks you.